Hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get Into It with Gila. I'm Gila Glassberg, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. Today, I had the pleasure of interviewing Sairit Newman, who is a body positive activist. And we've never met in person. Sairit lives in Israel. And I just found her on Instagram. And I loved her content. And I loved what she represents. And I was so excited when she agreed to come on the podcast. Um, I just want to put this out out there right now. Um, It is the middle of August. Um, Things are really busy between my kids finishing school and then, I mean, finishing camp and starting school. And I just feel like really overwhelmed, to be honest. And um, last year when I started the podcast, I had a goal to put on an episode every single week. And you know what? I'm really trying to give myself self-compassion and grace that that just can't happen every single week right now. And that's okay. And I appreciate all you guys being here and listening. And um, what I think as somebody who works really hard on my entrepreneurial spirit is that when I'm feeling overwhelmed and uninspired, my content's not even good. So even though it's really hard to do that, I try to tell myself like, you could push and push and push all you want, but you're probably not going to create like the perfect, the not perfect, but the perfect content for you, the content that's meant to come and flow out of you. So even though that's really hard for me, because I like to just do, 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 even if like, I don't even see productivity. I've been working on just, you know, hanging out with my kids and reminding myself that I'm just one person and I can't, I can't possibly, at least for me, my threshold is pretty low for overwhelm and trying to juggle everything. And I think that I do better, my family does better, my business does better when I could just take a deep breath and realize when I feel inspired and when I find the right people to interview and it fits into my schedule, the content's great. And uh, I just wanted to put that out there. Usually I put out a podcast on Wednesday. It's Monday. This is when it works. And sorry for the inconsistency, but that's that's where I'm holding right now. I think you're really going to enjoy the episode. It's a light listen, and it's really interesting to hear how people come to body positivity. And it's still hard. You know, there's still struggles that come with, with um, incorporating these new things into our lives. And it's important to hear that from professionals or from people who are still in the thick of it every single day. And I think that I've been noticing a lot that body positivity is in so, on, some, on some level very different than intuitive eating because you could be in love with the process of intuitive eating. You could feel amazing about it. You could feel peace with food and you could still be at war with your body. Those to me are two very separate things. So if you're thinking about working on intuitive eating without the body positive um, piece, I want you to know that you are missing a little bit of a piece, that you need to work on those two things sometimes independently because bodies change. And that's really challenging for most people, especially in a world that says, if you tried hard enough, your body shouldn't change. So I think that hearing people talk about it and immersing yourself in the culture of body positivity, as well as intuitive eating is a really, really helpful tool. So have a listen, please like, comment, share, uh, subscribe to the podcast, as well as the YouTube channel. That's how we move up in the rankings on Apple Podcasts. That's how other people see the podcast. And share it with people who you feel could benefit. And if you're looking to make peace with food through the principles of intuitive eating and health at every size and self-care, go to my website, www.gilaglassberg.com, and you can sign up for a free 20-minute consultation. I hope you're all having a beautiful summer, and I can't wait to hear the feedback. Hi, everyone, and welcome to my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. I know you're going to love the content here because you will gain inspiration, powerful tools and insights, and valuable knowledge. If you want more of this, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or visit me on Instagram at gilaglassberg. 
I'm Gila Glassberg, a registered dietitian and intuitive eating counselor. I have come to realize by counseling many, many women that this work is much deeper and greater than food and body image. It's the bigger picture challenges we face of love, belonging, acceptance, what our true values and goals are, noticing them, addressing them, and gaining skills to move forward. If you have been struggling with what your life's purpose is, or you just feel stuck in general and don't know what's holding you back, this podcast will enlighten and inspire you to take action and move forward. This podcast is about other women in the 21st century who feel that losing weight will fix all their problems or somehow meet their unmet needs. Hey, hi, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Get Into It with Gila. I'm Gila Glassberg, registered dietitian and certified intuitive eating counselor. And today I have Sarit Newman. Hi, Sarit. Hi. How are you? I'm good. It's such a pleasure to be here. This is so exciting. Yeah. Um, it's actually, it's a dream of mine to be on a podcast. And now this is happening. Wow. So <laughs> wow. I feel so like happy to be able to like help you with that dream. This is like so fun. Um, yeah. So I actually found you on Instagram and, or you found me, or I'm not, I don't remember exactly how that happened. And your handle is um, inspiring body positivity, right? Correct. Yeah. And uh, I guess just tell the listeners, what, what do you do and where do you live? Okay. So um, my name is Sarit and I run the platform, like you said, in um, the handle inspiring body positivity. I live in Israel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made Aliyah about 10 years ago. Oh, wow. Yeah, I've been here quite a while now. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, my um, handle that I love, it's, it's to really just educate people about body positivity. Um, I do it for free. It's like in my free time that I do mm-hmm. it. Um, and basically, how I came to that is because my whole life, I grew up in diet culture. Like, completely involved in diet culture. Whenever I looked in the mirror, my body was not good enough. Mm-hmm. I always look in the mirror and I see all these insecurities and all these people call them problematic areas. I now mm-hmm. like to call them sensitive areas, mm-hmm. um, but I couldn't look in the mirror and actually like how I looked. And over time, as I grew up, that's my relationship with my body developed in a very negative way. And I actually very much depended on my workouts to determine how I felt about my body. So for mm-hmm. instance, if I had a great workout, I felt fantastic. I was like, okay, great, I'm changing my body, my body's good. But if I was tired um, and didn't have a good workout, or for instance, I couldn't even work out because life happens, mm-hmm. I didn't feel good. And I would look at myself and I'd feel really awful about my body. So jumped to about, I'd say about four years ago. And I was, um, I had a really bad workout. I was just exhausted and I tried working out and it didn't work. It didn't, well, it didn't go well because I was tired Mm -hmm. and I was berating my body and my husband looked at me and he said, you need to learn how to love your body regardless of whether you have a good workout or not. And it was like this light bulb went off. Like I was like, oh, that's possible. Mm -hmm. So the next day I Googled how to love your body. And I came upon this podcast called the how to love your body podcast by the body love society which is I think by Jennifer and Laura McCauley. And they introduced me to intuitive eating and body positivity and health at every size. And my life changed from that. And I started practicing it. And it came to about a year ago where there was a fitness instructor who I really love and admire. And she asked her uh, social media followers, why do you work out? 
And I was able to post, I work out because it makes me feel good. But everyone else was saying, I work out to change my body. I work out because it's healthy. I work out because I have to. And I realized that even though I felt like my whole world now, especially on social media, was just involved with body positivity and health at every size. And that's what I was seeing. So many people I know had like were so involved still in diet culture. Um, anyways, so I posted actually on my personal Instagram um, why I work out. And I had a whole rant about it. And I got such good feedback. And people were like, we want to share this. And they can't because my personal Instagram is private. And um, But people were saying, like, we need more of this. And that is how Inspiring Body Positivity came about. Wow, that's amazing. I love that story. Um, I have a few questions, obviously. I need to hear, like, the whole, I need to get, like, the whole exact how this happened, how that happened. So when you, first of all, you said that um, working out, like, what, I guess that was just a part of your life. Um, and like, and based on how your workout went was how you felt about your body, but how did, like, did you, did you always work out? Like, since you were a kid, was it like, how did that come to be that even like exercise was part of your life? Right. So it's funny. I've never actually thought about it, but definitely throughout high school, I worked out. Um, I mean, I grew up in this diet culture. My parents were, are, they still constantly work out and, um, I never, because I never loved my body, one of the ways that I thought I could change it was working out. So I remember in high school, like going on the elliptical, which is absolutely boring. Mm -hmm. um, and so boring. <laughs> doing that like four times a week and like having to do that. And this came to like even farther on in my life. Like I, this is in, in college and through my marriage where I was just working out became this thing that like, I need to stay healthy and I need to change my body. And my body changed, but not in the way that I thought it would ever. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, it always, it just, it kept going. And I think one of the reasons also I focus so much on working out is because um, I always sucked at dieting. Like I would try it throughout high school and stuff because that was like part of the culture and I could never retain it mm -hmm. because I mean which makes sense you know right. you're restricting calories and, and food and it just makes you obsess over it mm -hmm. and then you binge and then you think you fail right. and then it starts a whole thing and it was just like too hard for me to continue being on a diet so instead I put all my focus into working out that makes sense yeah that makes sense I hear that a lot um so but you know, what's interesting about your story is that you, like you, you say that you were like really like involved in diet culture. You were surrounded by it, which most of us are, and it really dictated your life. Right. And then the outlet that you use was movement or exercise. And then, then your husband made that comment, like you can't let uh, the, your, your workout, like dictate how you feel about your body. And it just was like this aha moment. But I feel like, so for you, I feel like you were like, okay, that's it. Like, I'm not going to live like this, but for so many people, it's so much more to get them out of the diet culture. So for you, you just sort of like felt like this is your new truth and you had to just like go with it. I think the truth is that um, I had been married a couple of years and my body image was struggling. And um, through my relationship with my husband who happens to just be a natural intuitive eater, I've like mm -hmm. never met any rights of kids like that, but my husband happens to be like that. Um, and he's also just someone who has very neutral feelings about his body. And so having my relation with him, I think it has changed. Like I was slowly trying to work to be more positive about my body. Mm -hmm. um, and so, and 
that also like developed into depending on my workouts and being like, and I was like, always be like, oh, well, I feel great about my body now. Woohoo, I have a great, you know, cause I had a great workout. And so I think I was already on the path to trying to find a better way to live my life. Mm-hmm. And then when that happened, it really was an aha moment, like, wow, like something can happen. But the truth is that, like you said, when I started learning about body positivity and about health and exercise, it just clicked like intuitively in me. I was like, whoa, this makes so much sense, you right, know? Right, right, totally. I, yeah, I had a similar, similar experience, but it was harder. Definitely took like a long time to say like, yeah, this is my truth. And like, I'm going to implement this, even though like that initial like reaction was like, oh my gosh, I'm never like dieting again. I'm never thinking about this again. Um, but cause it, yeah, cause it's just so like, it's just so toxic, you know? It is. I mean, and it's a journey. Like, right. even though I'm saying, okay, like, I don't love my body every day still. Right. I respect my body, right. but I still struggle with my body image. I still struggle sometimes. And there are times where I can, I like will see an ad or something and it can trigger something in me. And I'll start saying, oh, maybe like, should I, and I'll start thinking about all those thoughts that I used to think about. And then I have to retrace my steps to say, wait a minute, mm-hmm. I know this isn't true. Right. You right. Know, it's right. even if I think this is, you know, like, the best thing ever, which it is in my opinion, I'm still working on it myself. Right. It's important for people to hear that. Cause I think that there is that misconception. Like once you sort of like buy in to this whole new approach, it's like, okay, now if I feel, if I have a day where I don't feel great about my body or I'm feeling like, oh, I wish there was something I could do to change my body. That's totally normal. Totally part of the process. And it's just part of life really. Right. Like, I don't know if I'm actually ever going to get to a point where every single day I love my body because my body is constantly changing, you know, like throughout age and just throughout life occurrences, my body changes. And that is very hard because we're constantly told that we should look a certain way. Like when we're 20, we should always stay how we look like when we're 20, you know? Right. Right. Um, So I'm still struggling with that, but I know that my body is supposed to change and that helps me accept it and that helps me cope with this and also learn to love my body it is a process yeah so then so you started I guess like learning about intuitive eating learning about health at every side size body positivity and then you were just sort of like okay now that now that I've like gained so much from this I'm going to teach it to the world yeah, so the truth is that I never thought I would. Um, I don't like being the preacher person. I don't like coming into conversations, which I've heard many times when people are talking about their body. I don't like to just step in and be like, oh, by the way, you know, there's this great, awesome movement that you should know about. Um, it was really because I felt that I needed to post about why I work out. And then because I got such good feedback, I was like, we need a space for it. Because the truth is that my Instagram platform, the my handle was a space for everyone when it first started out. I really wanted everyone to share their struggles with their bodies and their wins with their body image. Um, and if you really go back, like it's been for a, I've had this for a year now. If you go back, there are stories of other people and pictures of other people who have shared it because I thought that we can inspire everyone else. Um, over time, I, love I, I really love that. Yeah, I, I thought it was a great idea and I really appreciate everyone who shared it. And I'd still love to share ideas. Um, and stories. The thing is that over time, it's gradually transformed into more my uh, platform for myself to speak about my own body struggles. Um, But yeah, that's kind of how it was. It wasn't like a big push or something. And now I honestly, because I've been doing this, I love to educate people about it. And I love to talk to people about it. But it's not like I can just have this conversation with someone on one time and then they're hooked, you know, it's a very long process. Right. 
so what would you what would you say like if somebody's listening to this and they are like I want to I want to see, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm not hearing from you any sort of resistance. There are so many people, I don't know if you're getting this from like Instagram, but I feel like I've been doing this for, for a while already. Like I would say like three to four years, let's say. And then like the Instagram also like slowly building it up. And I feel like in the beginning, maybe there was more like people would follow me and be like, yeah, this is so cool. And now there's more, maybe there, maybe just cause I have more followers, but there's more like pushback. Like how could this really be? And like, you know, people challenging it more, um, which I find is like, I, I'm always trying to work with my own boundaries. Like how much am I going to engage? I could say like, would you like to book a session versus like, let's have a, let's have an hour long conversation on Instagram. It depends like on my time frame and how much I want to engage, but like, let's say somebody's just listening, listening to this and they're, they're similar to you and have a similar story and they want to like start the process. Like, how do you, what, how do you, what, what's your recommendation of like the steps to start loving your body, accepting your body, working through these, these processes? Um, okay. So like you said, this could change it to like having a whole conversation with someone where I give a lot of tips or it can be something as simple as start following people that you know are body positive are you know um like to promote health at every size to promote intuitive eating because the more we surround ourselves with that the more you see it and that's mm-hmm. that's more the truth because like I said we the culture diet culture in the society in the world is just so huge it's everywhere so it's easier for people to say okay intuitive eating and health at every size it has to be applied because we've been taught this our whole lives like right. you could I can even I fought people over BMI because they say well BMI we've been using it for so many years and it has to be true like of course it is that your you know your weight and your height to determine your health and it's like no if you actually dissect it and look at it it doesn't mm-hmm. it really doesn't mm-hmm. um so that's why I would say like try and, and surround yourself to keep reminding yourself that this is a great process. Um, Really though, what I would say is that your life is just going to improve so much by doing this. Like I know my life has improved so much um, just because I'm not focused all the time on how I look or what I'm eating or the different foods and, you know, calories. Like there are times where I used to not go out to eat at restaurants because I'd be like, well, I can't eat this stuff and Mm -hmm. I'm going to feel awful. And it wasn't more about feeling awful. It was just like, I'm going to feel guilty about it. Right, right. It really affects your quality of life. Yeah. Whereas now, like I go out to eat. If I want to eat somebody, great. If I don't, that's totally fine too. Sometimes I'll just eat half. Um, I like even simple things. I had this where um, growing up, I only wore black and white Mm -hmm. because I was told in my very formative years that black is swimming. And I believe that. And so I never wore color because I'm like, well, I could just wear black and I'll look a lot slimmer. Mm-hmm. And it took me years to overcome that and say, okay, well, you know what? I can actually wear color because it's not true. Right. You know, the right. piece of clothing is going to look on your body. However, it looks on your body, regardless of the color. Right. Right. Totally. It sounds like you had the sense, like such a strong sense of freedom, like liberation. Like I don't have to live this way. I don't have to dress this way. I don't have to care about all these things like so much doesn't have to take over my life. Right. And that's what keeps me going because there are a lot of hard days and there are a lot of times where um, I really do feel like falling back just because it is a challenge. Right. Um, But if I look in and say, okay, look how far I've come. It's worth it. Right. Totally. Do you get a lot of pushback from like family, friends or, or people around you? Um, 
Yes and no. I have some people who do challenge me, but I think just because my Instagram is still on the smaller side, I have more people who very much support it. Right. Um, yeah. Right. I hear. I, yeah, I know. Mine's also like on the smaller side. So like I used to think like when I first started Instagram, like you need to have like 10,000 followers to have like people like who are loyal followers who really like engage with your content. But it's so not true because when you have like that small following, like people are only following you because they really want to follow you. They really want to learn. They don't just want to come and like bash you or or, you know, challenge. I mean, I don't care. I don't really mind if people challenge me. I, I can't always like you know, converse with every single person who reaches out to me. But like, I don't, I think it's good to be challenged because like, you really get to know like what you, what you believe, but like right. some people are just challenging to challenge. Right. hundred yeah. percent, yeah. which is very frustrating sometimes. Yeah, totally. So are you, are you a fitness instructor? No, you're not. Okay, fine. Okay. That's what I, I thought you were. No, I'm not a fitness instructor. I do like, like, I, I like working out, but, um, I only like specific workouts actually, and it changes depending on what I feel. Mm -hmm. um, I once thought about becoming a fitness instructor because fitness was a big part of my life, but the truth is that it's just not for me. It's actually um, an interesting thing that you that you were talking about that that based on your workout was how you felt about your body. And just something like important for people to know is that like movement really does help you in terms of like your body image. Like it could be, it could be like a really, like my therapist, she always says like, when like you're having like a really, really, really hard time. Um, one of the things that can really help you in the moment is like a really intense workout. Like she's always like do 10 jumping jacks. And I, I also love movement and I exercise, I try to move every single day and it has nothing to do with weight at all, zero, but it, it has like what to do with like how it makes me feel. So it's like the same thing with it. It really does correlate with your body image, but not like, not in terms of like, I guess there's like a mental component, which is like, how hard did I work? How much will it help me burn calories? How much will it change my body versus how hard did I work? I felt so strong. Right. Exactly. And that was, I did have to do that mental shift because like you right. said, I really was like when I would lift weights or something, I'm like, okay, I'm gaining muscle. So then I'm right. going to look toned. Right. Hey, my body type is not the toned type. Right. It's not right. going to happen. Mine either. Uh, <laughs> But um, I also used to like, I used to go running because it was like, okay, it's going to burn so many calories. I hate running. I absolutely hate it. I hate My it body, like screams yeah. with like anger when I run yeah. and um, I will rarely do it. And the only times I'll do it is like, if I need, like you said, like a really good endorphin push or something like right. that. Right. Um, what I love is swimming. I love yoga and I do love lifting weights but again mm -hmm. things change over time right um but there's things that like people are like oh yeah well running is so good I'm like I don't care how good it is right. I do not do it right right and that's so important I remember um like maybe maybe a year ago I was away from like I was by my brother's house and I wasn't obviously wasn't by my gym so I was like okay I'll go for a run like I hadn't worked out that whole week and I'm like I'll go for a run and I was I happen to have flat feet. So like I need orthotics. Like I just don't, I'm not comfortable walking or running so much. And I remember running for like maybe 10, 15 minutes. I'm like, oh my God, I can't do this. I'm feeling such like shame and like annoyance towards my body. And I was just at the gym last week talking to um, the instructor who did, who did hit like high intense, intensive interval training. I'm like, I don't know why I just have such a hard time doing like, let's say mountain climbers, you know, or like planks. And she's right. like, that's full body. If you, if you would jog more, you'd be better at it. I'm like, 
I don't want to drop. Like, I don't like it and it's okay. And I've actually told that to clients and like some clients are like, wow, I would be so frustrated, like doing that class over and over again and not being able to do the mountain climbers. And I'm like, no, that's just how my body is. It's like so opposite diet culture. Diet culture is like, if you just did it, if you just did it more often, if you just push yourself, like you'd be able to do it. Like, not really. Like I've been doing it every single week, you know? Right. A hundred percent. And that's the thing. People think that our bodies can change and that's what diet culture has taught us. But there's so many things that can't change. For instance, like there are people who are really good at taking tests and there are people who are not really good at taking tests. Right. Um, and we're not going to tell those people, okay, take more tests and you'll get better. Right. It's right. like a mental thing. It's right. how their brain works. Um, it's also like our eye color, our height. These are all genetic things. This is how mm -hmm. we're built. And we come to accept those things, but our weight and how we look is like, oh, of course you can change that. Right, right. It's so true. It's so, it's so crazy. Like I, I've been saying this a lot lately that like intuitive eating and body image are like two totally separate things, right? Like 100%. there are people who like are really like they're working through the principles of intuitive eating and they're feeling really good. But like that last piece is like, I just hate my body. I just hate the way my body looks. I'm like words, like I'm disgusted. I can't look at myself in the mirror. Like, and it's like, it's like, it's so painful to hear like people speak about that, speak about it like that. But if you, if you think about it, it's just that diet culture is like literally like knocking on our door, like telling us like, you're not good enough. You don't look good enough. You're not small enough. And like, just like, even though like, this is what me and like you and I do on a daily basis, like trying to help other people with their body image. It's like, we're still, it's still a struggle for even us because it's so, diet culture is so loud. So like, I think like what you said before, like that you still practice, um, body respect or body love like that's important for people to hear that it's not just like okay now I love my body and like I'm done it's like a it's a daily or weekly or monthly practice to work on this right but I mean intuitive eating that way is also very same like right. I'm not a dietitian so I will tell people that I really love intuitive eating and they should look into it but I can't help a person on that journey itself right, right. because I'm not qualified to do that right but it's also very similar because to get to that point of intuitive eating where you're like, oh, I can just eat food mm -hmm. and you don't have to worry about like, or even if you eat something bad, not bad. I don't like how we categorize that. Let's say you eat something that you didn't really want to eat or like mm -hmm. you just had it. And so in the past you would start binging or you would freak out and then you say, mm -hmm. okay, it's some food, I'm going to move on. But right. to get to that point, it's a whole journey. And you yes. still, there are still many times where you can go back and forth and, and struggle. And it's the same thing with body image. Right. What do you, what, what would you say was like the, or, or what's continue continuously, like the thing that helps you the most when you're having a day where you're just like not feeling good about your body? So the thing I think that helps me the most is when I realize that my body's actually supposed to look this way. Um, I actually heard this on the how to love your body podcast, where they were talking about um, when we go through changes in life, for instance, when you're a baby and then you go into a toddler, that's a huge change. And everyone thinks that's normal. And then also when you go through puberty, you're supposed to change, right? And so it's it's normal that like when you're 20, you're not supposed to look like you're 12. Right. So why is that when you're 30 and you've gone another 10 years, why are you supposed to look like you're 20, right? right. Because right. especially as women, our bodies are constantly changing and developing. A 20-year-old body is completely different than a 30-year-old body or a 40-year-old body. And then you get into menopause. And if you're talking about like in our childbearing years, when you go through pregnancy and childbirth, mm -hmm. things mm -hmm. like that, your body is supposed to change. And so if I realize that and say, okay, wait a second, this is 
my body is looking this way because I have these genetics, but also because my body is supposed to look this way. I've mm-hmm. gone through these changes. Um, it helps me appreciate it more and respect it more. I kind of like refocus and reframe mm-hmm. how I'm thinking about myself for that day. That's great. I, I think, how, how old are you, by the way? Do you mind me asking? I'm 28. You're 28. Okay, fine. So I'm thir- I turned 30 this year. So it's funny that you're saying like when you're 20, you're not supposed to look like you're 30. So I think I just, I think I just said this on my last podcast, but like when I started intuitive eating, I was like 25 or 26, let's say, right. When I was introduced right. to it and now I'm 30. So like, I, I like have my wedding pictures up in my bedroom and like, I look at them, whatever. And I'm like, recently I've just been like, oh my gosh, I look so different than when I was, even people have said that, like when they see our wedding pictures, they're like, wow, you guys look so different, you know? And like, especially if you're not like feeling good about yourself, you could be like, what do they mean? What looks different? Where do I look different? Like, you know, and like, but it's so true that like, we have been told or taught or conditioned to believe, like, if you tried hard enough, if you cared hard, if you cared enough, you would still look like that. But then it's like, wait a second, like, no, I wouldn't. 10 years have lapsed. (laughs) Lots of things have changed. And that's just so normal. Like, like normalizing that. Yeah. And we, we should normalize that. Another thing that I think about is that we put so much pressure on looking good. And we are like, like for me, a big thing that I have is thinking about what other people think about. Like if I'm dressing a certain way, how are they going to think about me? Or like, you know, when people gain weight, they're saying, oh, other people are going to start commenting or they're going to think something about it. And the truth is they're not because your close friends and the people who know you and love you, they don't care how you look. They're not friends with you because of that. Um, I actually just had this, my best friend, I've been friends with her since we were 14. She just made Aliyah. And the past five years, because we both like got married, had kids and whatever, and living on different continents of the world, we haven't seen each other in five years. And I finally got to see her. And I remember she looked at me and she's like, you just, you look the same. Like you're the same. You have a couple of wrinkles, you look older, but you're the same. And to tell you the truth, I've gone through so many changes. Like my, I've gained more weight and I, my body has gone through some pregnancies and things like that. Like I've definitely changed, but to her, I didn't look any different because I was still her best friend. Right. Right. That's a really great example. Yeah. Also like, like you said you just said like the people like people don't notice and then I have people counter like people do notice like they I notice when someone else gains weight but the point is it's not that you don't it's not that they notice or you don't notice or they will notice it's that like your good friends don't love you because of the way you look like you know like the people in your life don't love you because of the way that you look and like obviously like we have to have a balance like it's important to feel good and dress yourself in a way that feels good which I think is very important but like 100% it's just been take it's just been taken to this extreme where like our focus is how somebody looks and that's just like I always ask my clients like is that in line with your value system like is that how you want to love and cherish somebody based on like how much they weigh right and I I agree because the truth is that no we don't we're humans the way you connect with someone is the way um, like it's because of your personality or the, with their actions or the way they speak to you and not right. the way they look. Right. I will say that like, I also try to like, to like explain and normalize the whole process of this, that like we are physical beings. So we do relate to people like we're not blind, you know, like we see people, we relate to them. Like we notice the way that they look right away. That's normal. It's not like, it's not like superficial or like materialistic, but like, then we have to like, take it, take it to the next level and say like, that's not what I like why I love that person. That's not why I connect. Right. Like we do notice, you know, Um, I have this orange dress 
And when I, and it's a maternity dress. And so when I wear it and I'm pregnant, it's like, I'm very, very bold and out there. And I get a lot of comments on it, but usually the comments are like, wow. Cause they're noticing me because I'm wearing right. such a bright color. Right. Right. You know? So they are noticing it, but they're not noticing it in like a, oh my God, I can't believe she's wearing that. Or oh, I'm not going to talk to her because she's wearing right. that. Right. You know, their, their opinion of me does not change. That's actually a really good example because I feel like, I don't know if you feel like this, but I feel like I hear this a lot that there's like this extremeness and in the intuitive eating world that we're like almost trying to um, negate like the physicality. Like we're almost trying to like, we're taking it to such an extreme that like you can't even come, like let's say, I, like, I don't know, I, I'm, I'm thinking about this out loud, but like, let's say like people say like, don't make a comment about somebody's body, right? Right. Like, like th- there's so much, nuance to that statement like you people will comment about your orange dress because it's just out there and it's just like for what for whatever reason it's like I I didn't see the orange dress but I'm just saying like they're not it's not good or bad that they're commenting it just is what it is versus like so many people are like don't ever comment on people's bodies like you shouldn't blah 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 like you shouldn't like compliment somebody's body like I I have said this on my Instagram like uh, I don't remember exactly what I've said but like it's it, it is so much when I do see somebody like there, sometimes there is that natural pull to compliment their body. And I think like, can I say something like, it's so good to see you, you know, like, it's so good to be around you, but it's still also normal to say like, wow, I really like your dress, you know, like just like normalizing this whole experience. Wait, I, mean, I think the, the nuance there is because a lot of times we will comment on people's bodies, but then we'll be promoting the thin culture right. like if you say oh you look so great you lost weight or something right. like right. like I had this where I was sick with this horrible horrible stomach virus for a week like it was miserable I would not wish this upon my worst enemy it was awful I come back to work and all these all my co-workers are like oh you look great I must I don't know how many pounds I lost I don't care I don't weigh myself right. like, oh you look so thin and I was like I was sick and they go well that's at least you lost weight and I'm like and no guys I, I was sick I know it's sickening actually. I know, but it's also just, I've heard that so many times. Right. So that is something where like you're commenting on someone's body and you don't know why they lost weight or why they look different. And it could be something really serious and bad. And you're promoting that. It's like, this is great. Whatever you're doing is great because you look thinner. So I don't like commenting on people's bodies, but I do like commenting on people because you still give compliments to people. Right. If you're wearing a nice dress or if someone does their makeup really nicely, like, and I, someone asked me once they're like oh do you believe in makeup I'm like yeah because I think makeup is good it enhances your features it gives you confidence and that's all what body positivity is about right I'm still it's being natural and I still think that even in your natural state you should still like how you look right if you want to wear like makeup to go out go for it right right I actually had this once where I was um working and it like I, I think I was the only person there like wearing a shaito, you know? So I was, I, I don't think anyone else, there was no other, no, there was, there was one other woman wearing a shaito actually. But um, I wore falls with hat. I wore my fall with a hat all the time because I didn't like my full shaito. So I, I found it, I think it was the shaito. I, I, so I switched and it was like super noticeable going from hats to wearing a wig. Cause like, I don't know if they even knew I wore a wig. I don't know. It was like every single person who saw me that day was like, Whoa, is that, a, who is that? You know? And then this one lady was like, wow, you look amazing. What's different about you? Did you lose weight? <laughs> like she just, <laughs> like, she just saw that I looked different and assumed like, she looks good. Did she lose weight? And I was like, no, I didn't. I just changed my hair, you know? 
power of a <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Or maybe I did, but I like it has nothing to do with the way that like what you're noticing. It's just that people automatically say, like, oh, you look good, did you lose weight? You know, like right. and I was like, no, I didn't. So um yeah, I do think that it's, I think that that's a conversation I've had with a lot of people about like, let's say makeup or like things that you feel like make you feel good. Like it's different for every person for sure. Like there is a lot of nuance there, but I do think that some people look at intuitive eating or health at every size body positivity. And they think like there's like an extremeness to it. And yes, everything's magnified on Instagram and on social media, but it doesn't have to be that way at all. It could just be like very, very like middle of the road, neutral, um, yeah, I think that that's very healthy. A hundred percent. And also like finding things that you do to look good. Like for instance, I love having my nails done. I feel like whenever I look at my nails, I feel put together. Right. Um, right. I haven't had my nails done in a while, but yeah. like those are little things that I love because they make me feel good. And yes, they're, they're like aesthetically pleasing. Right. So someone might say, oh, that's not body positivity, but it is because right. it makes me feel confident. Right. Right. And that's a really good point. I think it's, I think it's important for for each, you never know why somebody's doing something, right? Like a lot of clients will ask me, like, I just had this recently, like if I track my food, then that's like diet culture. And I'm like, no, you're just tracking to see like when you're hungry, when you're full, how does, how do you feel in your body? And they're like, it, like for, for that once first for people who it's triggering, I say, don't do it, you know, for other people, they love it. And they really start to get in touch with their hunger fullness cues. So like, every and then so they're like how could I make this not diet culture I'm like it's your intention you know like it's totally your intention so it's the same thing with with your clothing or with your makeup or with your nail polish like it just really depends and if if that makes you I think that it's also important to say like am I doing this I think I just had this I just have to think about it. I think it was because I hired an organizer and I was I was I was obviously over analyzing everything in my life because that's what I do and I was saying to my husband like wait a second did I did I hire this organizer because I want like people who walk into my house to think I'm an organized person or did I hire this organizer? Cause I think like having those organizational tools will make my life more run smoother and run more efficiently. And I'll have more time in my business. I'll have more time with my kids. So right. I, I think that that's actually like, even though it has nothing to do with diet culture, I mean, it has a lot to do with like our culture in general, but, um, <laughs> but I think that that's important in terms of like anything like surveying, like not to take it to an extreme, but surveying, like, why am I wearing this makeup? Why am I putting on this nail polish? Why am I trying on this, this certain type of clothes? Cause it feels good in my body. Or is it like, because I really want to look thinner, you know, I really right. want to fit in more. Exactly. It's about yeah. the intention. Yeah, totally. Um, so could I just ask you really quickly, what do you do? Okay. So I'm actually, <laughs> I'm a social media manager for yeah. Boys Town Jerusalem, which is a nice. high school in Jerusalem. And it's for dis boys from who come from disadvantaged backgrounds. So I work with the PR team to um, gather, like to bring awareness and to get donations and things like that. Cool. That's awesome. And where are you from originally? I'm from Silver Spring, Maryland. That's where oh. I was raised. Oh, very nice. And you made Aliyah when you were married or single? No, I was single. I came, I went to seminary, I went to Shalvin for women. Mm -hmm. And then um, at that point, actually, I had started dating my husband and I kind of just fell in love with Israel. And at that same point, even though I grew up in Silver Spring, my parents had moved to Detroit. And to me, I was like, I'm not going to go to Detroit because I just don't know it. Israel felt right. more of a home to me. Right. So then I did Shirut Lumi. Mm -hmm. I worked at the ER in Shari Tzedek. Wow. And in that same year, I um, made Aliyah and I also got married and then I went to Bar Ilan and 
Now, here I am. I live in Carmake Out. We just moved here, which is very exciting. Wait, just, just. Just, just. Yeah. Like, yeah. a couple days ago. Yeah. <laughs> My life has yeah. been hectic. Yeah. Um, we live here, and I have two wonderful boys. And, um. uh, and now we're expecting our third business. Oh, uh, that's so nice. Thank it you. was so nice to, to have you on. I think I'm going to get the, the, the podcast that you mentioned. What was it called? How to Love Your Body. How to Love Your Body. I'll put all that in the show notes, and I'll put your your Instagram handle in the show notes also, but where, where else can people find you? Um, <laughs> truthfully, uh, it's only on Instagram is my public profile. Everything else is kind of private. I mean, they can look for me and I'd love for people to connect if they connect to me, with me on Instagram, like DM me, that's totally fine. If they want to have conversations with me, I'm completely open to that. Um, but because it's a public profile, I keep my personal life, like with, about my kids and my husband, that's all on my personal private side. Cause Got it. my life is theirs. Yeah, totally. So your the handle is say it again, inspiring body positivity. Okay, great. Okay. Thank you so much for coming on. This was great. Thank you so much for having me. Sure. Incredible. Sure. I'm so happy. I got to like fulfill your dreams, like coming on a podcast, you know, serious. It was part yeah. of my bucket list. Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Okay, good. I'm so happy. Okay. Have a great day. It was so nice to meet you. It was so nice to meet you too. Thank you so much. Okay, sure. Bye. Thank you all so much for being here on my podcast, Get Into It with Gila. If you'd like to learn more about what I do and what intuitive eating is, please visit my website at www.gilaglassberg.com or follow me on Instagram at Gila Glassberg. Thank you so much. Have a great day.